Hey, all right, all right, all right. You are listening to the Midwest Success Stories podcast with Ken Hunnell. And I just want to thank you for listening and sharing and giving me some feedback. Man, I, 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 uh, I love recognition and I appreciate knowing that people are listening. But I also welcome feedback, man. Feedback. Uh, I... I've screwed up so many things and I continue to do so, but what, how I improve personally is I reflect on most situations and try to figure out how I can get better from whatever the situation is. And then, um, I, I want people to let me know, Hey, this was, this could have been better or that could have been better. Don't get me wrong. I think that we all have a natural tendency for it to hurt a little bit or we have a pride. We have a pride in what we do that that when someone says, hey, that wasn't so good or what that that it's natural to for that to sting a little bit. But what we have to do as human beings and as leaders is take that and and remove the sting and then legitimately know that that person that's sharing that information with us is sharing it because they care enough to be honest. We can all say that outlook looks good or well, that haircut is beautiful and, and those things, hey, probably not worth addressing. But if it's something that someone's working on a project or something like that, I, as long as we come with love, I, I think that everyone would welcome an opportunity to improve and they may not receive it the way that we want them to receive it initially but if they're the type of people that I hang around or try to spend the most of my time with when they have a moment they'll realize that that what I said what how I offered criticism which is a terrible word when I offer uh, feed forward I hope that they'll come around and, and understand that I didn't—I didn't, certainly didn't mean to hurt them with that information, but I genuinely want to help them by letting them know that, man, this is the way that I'd like that done, or this is the way that you can improve that. And uh, anyway, so let me tell you where we're at with Enid Auto Body right now. Um, in some of the last updates, I uh, really was excited about a new potential team member and I was careful I, I, I called it I called it I had a no no hitter going thought I had the perfect guy gonna come into the mix of the team and he decided he decided not to join the team so um, first of all it's my own fault for saying it out loud uh, I, I, I mentioned that I was in the middle of a no hitter and then uh, gave up a home run. So this gentleman that was going to, I felt like his skill set would fit really well with our team. Uh, he decided not to stay, or I'm sorry, not to leave his current employer. The interesting thing about his current employer, he was making uh, $15 a flag hour and he, he came to us 
um, him and I started talking. So I started talking to him about, really, I, I honestly did not have interest in, in recruiting him to my team at, at first. I was recruiting through. So something that I'd read in a magazine several years ago was to, anytime you get an opportunity to interview someone, uh, especially a, an experienced technician or someone that works at another shop, should always recruit through them. Maybe that person's not the fit for you, but maybe it's the person that is um, that can uh, that. So you may know. Uh, let me. Uh, I'm not making sense here. So the way that I first heard it was: anytime you can interview someone, especially someone that works at another shop, interview them, and then try to recruit through them. So you may be having a face-to-face actual uh, job interview with this technician and or estimator, and you may not have an interest in that person. You, you've identified fairly early that that may not be the right fit for you, but you may be able to recruit through that person by really tell, selling the opportunity that you have. And, um, and when I say sell, I don't mean sell as in, snake oil I mean legitimately and genuinely have a I, I know that people that join my team and they're going to be part of a unbelievable team that I'm building I, I built one really really awesome team already I, I'm just building another one and I have built multiple teams but as, as a big team I built one really big successful team and I built smaller teams within that organization so if there's one thing I know I know how to build some teams I know how to put people in the right place but this talked about so so when I say sell I mean just let them know the opportunity that they have let them know where we're going and what we're doing and then even through this person that I may not have any interest in hiring that they, they may go back and talk to people that they work with or somebody else in the industry or just some person off the street that uh, has some interest in getting into our industry. So I heard to recruit through people and it just made perfect sense. So um, ever since then, I've always done that and I've really sold the shop that I'm at at that time. And now, now that I have permanent roots, uh, sell Enid Auto Body, sell where we're headed, sell our process now, sell our equipment, sell the investment that we're making in the building and, and let them know, man, you come on board this, you're going to be a part of something special. You're going to be a part of a game-changing body shop in Enid, Oklahoma. You're going to be a part of a shop that doesn't mess with aftermarket imitation junk parts. We only use OEM parts. There's no other shop in our area that can do that. I see the Keystone LKQ truck showing up all the time at these other shops. And I'm thinking, dude, I can take away that frustration. Anyway, so I I, I heard that and it made a lot of sense. So what, what had happened was I had met someone that let me know another person. Uh, I'm trying to be careful, but it's, it's this gentleman that 
uh, declined the opportunity to join the best team at Northwest Oklahoma. Uh, silly boy. Um, I, I, uh, I met his dad through uh, my father-in-law. And um, when his dad said that his son worked at a body shop, then I just, that was my opportunity to get to know someone in, in the industry in Enid. For the most part, in, the only people that I know are people at my shop. And what I need is to develop some relationships so that I can get, get to someone that I can let them know the opportunity that we have. And they don't have to be experienced techs. And I'm not necessarily trying to steal techs from other shops. I, I mean, I am. I am recruiting anybody. But um, quite honestly, that wasn't my intent. Uh, he, here's, here's how all this worked out. This guy came to my shop. I, I met with him briefly, and he mentioned that his son worked at a shop. And so I reached out to his son on Facebook and uh, sent a, sent a message and just asked about going to lunch. And I was very clear in that message that I was not interested in hiring him. I just wanted to get to know some people in the Enid, Oklahoma area, and I was going to um, and and I just. I didn't know. I don't know anybody in the industry outside of my bubble, so that that was 100% my intent was to meet this young man and get to know him. Um, my, although my intent was to meet him with the idea of recruiting through him because he was a he's a painter, so uh, I didn't really need. I have a painter. I have a good experienced painter, um, so I didn't need a painter. What I was looking for at the time was an experienced body technician. So I thought I looked at meeting with this painter as an opportunity for him to share our process, share my passion, share the opportunity that we have, share the momentum, share that we only use OEM parts, share all these things that we do so that he'll he'll go back to his shop and mention. Well, what developed was that this young man um, really for being a painter at a shop wasn't making a lot of money and then a good he's a good guy so I he kind of started sniffing around that he had he might have some interest in joining our team so once he expressed that interest then I began talking to him and then I shifted so I had so this episode was supposed to be called "Have a Plan B and a Plan C." So my plan A was meet with this young man, talk with him about what uh, the opportunity that we have, in hopes that he could lead me to someone in in his organization, someone he worked with in the past, someone that's an entry level, someone that's coming into the industry, whatever, just that he could lead me to someone. Well. What developed was plan B, which was he expressed some interest. I saw a good opportunity for him to, for my team to shift. And uh, Ray, that's uh, Ray Kirstein, that's a really great guy and very flexible and open to whatever role that we have him in. I, I had to, I wanted to make sure that Ray was open to us shifting him from paint prep backup painter. 
eventual painter to uh, a different role. And of course, Ray was on board as I expected. I also needed to talk to David, my, my lead painter, and let him know, hey, I know when I told you I was meeting with this young man that nothing to worry about. Well, here's where I see him fitting in, in the paint prep. Uh, also looking at, I was going to have him doing uh, the some, we were going to come out of body department in metal finish. So I was going to have him do some, uh, some of the plastic work and the primer work, uh, Bondo um, coming out of body because this guy had some, had a different skill set, a little bit more experienced skill set in the paint prep, paint and paint prep. So I made sure that my team was on board and that became the new, now that, that plan B then became, I guess, plan A, right? Because it, it now, I guess not, let's, let's try to keep this the same. So now plan B was um, this young man, I, I want to say his name, but I, I really don't feel that I should. Uh, let's just call him um, uh, uh, Timmy. So Timmy was, was going to come on board and Timmy committed. Um, and that's when I spoke out in our weekly update that, hey, Timmy's going to come on board and man, we're gonna we're we're gonna tear it up. Ray's gonna shift over to reassembly, and now steady flow. Here we come. Uh, Timmy had uh, we had met a couple of times. Uh, he came to the shop, had him dialed in. Really uh, helped him see the vision of Team Pay. It's different, but uh, one of the things that I always do with Team Pay is I guarantee the pay that that person coming on board is comfortable with because it's so different if someone's coming in focused on that piece or how that works they'll struggle and it won't work uh, so I guarantee the pay of someone coming over to our new pay system and by guarantee I mean at base at base pay uh, and the only way that they, and then the best part is they can't go below the base pay as long as they're there every day they can't go below the base pay and so it's only upside. So we always set a base that's kind of um, a little, uh, not too comfortable for both of us. So just a little bit, um, it's safe for them. And then um, in my past experience at other shops, uh, of all the people that I brought on because the system works so well, I've actually never had to pay I've only had to pay the guarantee a handful of times, and some of those were brand new shops or around holidays, different things like that, because the system works so well, it is such a safe bet for me to say, okay, at the shop that you were working at before, you were making um, $70,000 a year. Uh, let's, can we set your base at 65, or does it need to be 70? Okay, and then I can look and know the volume that I'm currently producing, the volume that I expect to produce, and uh, it, it works. So I know the math, I know the numbers. The challenge for someone coming into this environment, to a team environment from the traditional environment is they typically cannot see it because it's so different to them. So I guarantee their pay, and then I give them two weeks, at least two weeks, to settle in. Don't worry about, uh, don't worry about 
being in the team. Don't I don't want you to put the stress on the team that you've got to be. I don't want to put the stress on you as the new person coming in that you've got to be producing just balls to the wall right away. Um, and then and I don't want the uh, team to have to think that that be questioning everything that you do. So at least two weeks for an experienced guy before I put him in the team. Inexperienced. It's a it's a longer, slower process until you really understand that they're going to be a contributing member of the team. So once, um, so that was plan. Now we're plan B. Uh, Timmy's going to come in and do uh, bondo and paint prep and primer and buffing and help alleviate some of the bottleneck that we uh, regularly have in our paint shop. Uh, we got Vic and disassembly. We got Rich, Richard and body. We got Timmy for the plan B was to have Timmy in the paint shop or paint prep and flex, and then uh, Dave and paint and Ray in reassembly. Five man team, uh, man. And I had the numbers worked out where we're at right now as a group with our units that we produce. Uh, it was going to be slick. I knew that once we really hit 300 consistently, we we're going to be at 400. Uh, and the work's coming in right now. So the work is really, um, really flowing well, getting busier and busier. I, it's, it's flowing. We're, that's another podcast. But anyway, I knew that we were close to three. We were going to hit 300. And once we hit 300, we were really going to blow to blow through to 400. Anyway, and, and my experience with teams says it's very, very uh shouldn't say easy uh, with the right leader uh, with the right admin team and the right crew uh, which I only build the right crew you should have you can count on 200% efficiency each and every week so by 200% efficiency that means for every hour clocked by all technicians they produce double that it works I know it works I have a confidence in how it works because I've done it I can't even think of how many times I've done it Uh, I'd have to really think about it before uh, uh, but anyway done it I know it works very confident it works I have no concerns about it working so Timmy committed Uh, Timmy's coming on Timmy's touring the shop Timmy's Timmy's on board. And then um, Timmy said he was going to put in his notice and Timmy was going to start a week from Monday. So August 24th is when we tentatively had Timmy scheduled to start. And then uh, Timmy came to the shop on the Monday. He was supposed to put his notice in and started saying a couple of doubt words. Um yeah, I'm planning to come over. Yeah, I should be coming over. Uh, I need to talk with my boss. And I, I knew, uh, I heard it. I heard it. So uh, he talked to his boss, and his boss offered him, so from $15 a flag hour, this guy's been working there seven years, uh, from $15 a flag hour to $18 a flag hour. That's a pretty big jump. Um, but... The numbers still work in my system that he was going to make more than 
than what they were willing to give him a raise for. He was still going to make more. Uh, one of the challenges that we have right now as a young shop and as a growing shop is we don't have benefits. Um, the shop didn't have benefits when I purchased it. So that I, I am competing with that. And and I, the only way I can compete with it is, with, is currently with money and the opportunity. But um, that was a little bit of a hang-up. Really, the hang-up for Timmy was comfort. His comfort zone is holding back, man. His comfort zone is keeping him there because he's just a little bit scared to make a switch. And he also wants to be the lead painter there. He says eventually uh, he feels like he's going to be the lead painter. When the current painter quits, I told him, I said, look, if if you're a good member of that team, even if you come over to join our team, what's going to happen if if the lead painter quits, they're going to call you. You're going to be able to come back because they're going to need you at a different level than they do, than they do now. Um, I don't know if that helped. Clearly it didn't. I felt like it helped. It's true. It's absolutely 1,000% true. So sometimes it's tough when somebody ain't listening to you, but... All you can do is lead a horse to water. You cannot make them drink. And so, man, I'm I'm like, I'm trying to shove his head under the water and get him to take a drink of it, just to see it, and uh, it's not happening. So, in the end, um, the boss, really weird, this is also bizarre. The boss was off work for a while. Nobody knew when he's coming back. I don't know if he had the, the Rona or what, but he was off. And this young man was just waiting until he came back. Um, no one knew when he was coming back. And I'm like, well, why don't you just go tell someone else? It's a, it's, this is a bigger organization than ours. Go talk to someone else and tell them that you're ready to leave and you're putting in your notice so that you can get that part going. And he was just waiting and stalling, which was certainly signs that he was going to back out. So anyway, um, in the end, they bumped him up to $20 an hour. So he went from $15 an hour to $20 an hour because he was going to leave and come join us. I, I understand that and I get it, but I was really trying to help Timmy to understand like, bro, where was that before you started talking to us? So if him and I had not gone to lunch and he had not expressed some interest some frustration of where he's at, some interest in what we're doing and what we're building, when were they gonna give him that next five, five dollars an hour? 30, uh, 30% raise, it's more than that, I know it is, but a 30% raise uh, just overnight? Where was it? What, why, what, how does that make you feel as an, as a, employee, which I hate, I don't like that word employee, as a team member, as a part of that team, how does that make you feel? That all of a sudden, set, you've been there seven years and now they're willing to give you a jump like that? Um, I, it's a good sign that they want to keep them. I don't know how it makes him feel. I don't, it should make him feel differently about what the timing of it. Anyway, so Timmy decided to leave. So what's plan- so what's next, right? So I kind of I saw that coming. Uh, I can't, I can't just sit. I 
with knowing that that's pending, I've got to start looking again about at, at what we can do and where we're at. Well, now we're to plan C. Plan C is, is basically back to where we were, which is Ray's gonna Ray's got a skill set in the paint shop. He's done some paint work. He's done a lot of clear coat work. Um, he's coming back. He's staying now in the paint prep, um, and he's gonna flex out to reassembly as needed to help us with our flow there. And we're back on the hunt for a reassembly technician. Uh, we're, we're really on the hunt for a someone that wants to be in our production team and we'll find the right spot for them. That, that's the main thing. Um, so always have a plan B. I would say even have a plan C because one other thing happened. We had a, uh, a cleanup guy that was working for us that was a... Um, had some personal challenges, uh, some personal issues that prevented him from having, from really being able to grow into the reassembly role. He, um, medicinal marijuana is legal in, uh, in Oklahoma and, um, it, it was, it, it was an issue, um, not at work, but uh, it certainly had a f- affected um, its memory, its uh, brain function, and so a uh, pretty good young guy, but we couldn't count on him in the reassembly role. I think he has the opportunity, I think he has the ability, I know he has the ability because we'd have him do it occasionally, it was just very inconsistent and uh, that memory loss and uh, the other things were were really caught, were holding him back from having that advancement opportunity. So he uh, he was in our cleanup department, did a nice job in our cleanup department. Well, he decided yesterday that he was going to quit. He didn't like give us any notice, just didn't show up for work. Uh, and the friend of his that was giving him a ride to work, we'd hired this guy. He didn't have a driver's license. And so we hired him with the understanding that he was going to have to get his driver's license or he wasn't going to be able to stay on board. We've been flexible with him to take his driver's test and try to get his license set up. And he failed it. And then um, I think he just really, the, the fear of not passing that test, the, uh, the effort that it would take to pass that test, uh, which is just, you just have to want to was too much and so I think that the knowing that if he didn't get his driver's license soon he was going to be terminated was a factor um, the 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 limited advancement opportunity that he placed on himself was a factor and the evening um, medication was a factor and he decided to quit yesterday. So now we're really kind of looking for two people. Um, we may have another pending um, thing that uh, I can't get into currently. But look, we've got a plan. And we've got a crew. And we've got work. And we have great things happening. We're going to get it. We're going to work through it. We're going to be fine. It's not anything 
it's it's nothing. It's a blip on the radar as far as what uh, where this co- company is headed, where what we're doing, how we're operating. Uh, all of this are little things that 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 if our our crew, our core crew, is is assembled. We've got to add a couple of role players, um, and, and we are. We're also challenging our leaders to step up. And uh, again, I, Ray Ray has uh, really stepped up. Really proud of him and what he's got going on. Uh, Brittany is growing every day, and uh, and she's like seven months pregnant. So uh, she's. Uh, she's coming along great, and I think once um, a- after she has her son and uh, gets settled back in again, I think that she'll be even better because, um, man, all the hormones and things that are going on inside a woman's body when they're pregnant are, uh, I cannot explain and I won't even get into it, but I know that they affect multiple things. So our team is going to be James is kicking butt. Uh, Richard is doing a great job keeping up. Uh, Vic is doing awesome. Ray is doing fantastic. Like we just, our group is just coming together really well. Uh, we just need a couple more pieces and we're going to get them. We're going to find them. Um, one other thing that I'm just absolutely stoked about is uh, a, a training that impacted my life last October, which if, hopefully you listen to the end, Dorman interview uh, that came out last week. Highly recommend you go listen to Ann Dorman interview. Ann Dorman was my power partner in Discover in our Discover Leadership Training Master Graduate Program. And uh, she is unbelievable. Very, very, very uh, sharp woman and a business owner and just golly, she is she is dialed in. Uh, so great, great thing. But the trainer, the leader, uh, the owner, the president of, of Discover Leadership, Mike Jones, is coming to Enid, Oklahoma uh, to train our team, to spend a half a day with our team. And I'm freaking stoked about it. It's, uh, it's coming up in about a month. And uh, I hope that I'll have all my crew there uh, to be able to, to, to be, uh, my new crew. I thought I was going to have, um, Timmy in and on the team, uh, in time to be a part of that training. And it would appear not obviously not. And I'd hope to have, uh, but I'm excited because this is just, it's something that a lot of these guys and lady have never seen before. And it's going to just it's gonna. I, I believe it's going to impact their life. It, it, they, it has the opportunity to. Whatever, what, what they choose to do with this information is up to them, and that's on them. Again, I, I'm gonna give. I'm gonna take them to the water, and this water is. If you're receptive to it and you're open to it, this is life-changing information that can help you understand the power of your mind. It can help you understand the power of your actions. Uh, how you talk to yourself and just the attitude, the way that we hold ourselves. So, um, and a half a day is going to be, I, I think, for my group and, and their uh, upbringing, 
it's going to be um, it's going to be just like I, I, I visualize great big saucer eyeballs uh, and the lid uh, the, their hair kind of popping off their head a little bit a little bit of a mind blown thing but not totally blown the top completely blown off just a just a little crack in the top of their mind to, to open up a little bit and then I hope I believe that they're going to hear something they're going to have something that they're going to be able to act on and then when I see when I start to see those things and, and those pieces come together then we're going to get some of those key leaders down to discover leadership at running Cougar, Cougar Ranch in Houston, Texas so um Man, that's what's going on with the Indian Auto Body. We're killing it. We are killing it, man. We have so many cars coming in. Uh, we're really focused on our schedule. We've done a little bit of a shift in what we're putting out. We're not we're we're not putting out any more than four cars a day. Uh, we're we're as far as our projection throughout the week. Uh, the adjustment to that is we've had a lot of rework lately in our paint shop, and so I don't know technically. In order to maintain that four cars out per day, something's got to give to either we've got to, that means if, if we have rework, we've got to bump other cars back or something's got to give to say, well, we're going to have, we're going to have extras because the, when we had four on Tuesday, we only did two and now we have six on Wednesday. Well, then, then what happens? Where does that snowball stop? So still figuring that out a little bit. Um, really working on our schedule as far as what's coming in and how we have to block off. If, if car drops today, that, that we have no choice and it's dropping off today, we have to then take a spot from either tomorrow, well, in this case, Monday or Tuesday. If those spots are full, we have to take some of those other spots so that we don't um, overfill. And, and it's, it's just stuff that takes a minute to really understand and my admin crew especially is really young and new to the industry so just it's just all stuff we got to kind of work out and work through but we are and i'm very proud of the way that our crew is working through these things so um a lot of information felt like i kind of puked on you a little bit but uh i hope that there's something in there there's some really good uh stuff nuggets i think uh always be recruiting always be recruiting through people and um have a plan have a plan b and a plan c and whatever happens happens all you can do is all you can do and all you can do is enough have a great day let's go get it